morning, Clear Lake and Houston. Welcome to Thrive Life Radio here on Vinyl Draft Radio. I am your host, Amy Robinson. I am the owner of My Life Delicious Nutrition Consulting Company, working in functional nutrition. I am so excited to be here with you this morning on this nice, blustery, cold day. I was a little bit shocked to walk out to so much wind this morning, but since I grew up in the north, mostly in Casper, Wyoming, where it's normal to have 50 to 60 mile an hour gusts per day, this is really more like a breeze. This is not really wind. So when I tell people it's windy, especially my brother who still lives there, and I tell him it's windy like it's 20 miles an hour or 10 miles an hour, he thinks I'm crazy because 50 to 60 mile an hour gusts are the norm. So what it's like out today with this 20 mile an hour wind, that's a normal day. The wind just blew all the time there. It was crazy. And you just kind of get used to it. It's just normal. So then when you live in a place like Houston where the wind doesn't blow, it's such a strange feeling at first to not have the wind blowing all the time. I know. It's really, really strange. So if you have not really checked out anybody else on Vinyl Draft Radio, I would love for you to, over the next few weeks, go to VinylDraft.com, check out some of the other shows, go to Vinyl Draft Facebook page. We have some amazing hosts and some amazing shows on this station. We now have 25 hours of local programming. So that's not just overall programming, national syndication. That's just 25 hours of local programming, bringing you information from the Houston um, area. We have just some really cool people, just such a great group. We got together last night and I'm just I'm so thrilled to be a part of this um, this station and this group and kind of what we're doing here and kicking off for 2018. So check them out because we have some amazing people. All right, so I am doing Friday Q&A again this week. We're kind of switching the schedule up a little bit. Instead of doing it at the end of the month, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off now. So I have some really good questions to dive into that I didn't get to a few weeks ago. But if you have something on your mind that you're wanting to know about and wanting to dig into today, please shout it out to me on Facebook. I am watching you. Um, So hop on there and let me know what you want. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Deb. I want to know what's on your mind today, and I'll do my best to answer those questions questions in the best way that I can to get you kicking off your 2018 health goals. So last week I had this great question come in from Tisha um, when I was sitting with Roxanne of Eat Pretty Food. We were talking about the ketogenic diet and he asked this great question on the break and we actually kind of answered it on the break so if you're on Facebook you might have kind of seen us hit this a little bit but if you were listening uh, online you probably didn't hear us talk about this so the question that he had was he has a friend who works out really hard um, is really really thin but eats absolutely anything that they want and is this healthy so The reason I think this is such a great question is our concept of what health is. So we automatically assume that just because somebody is thin, that they're healthy. And that is actually not the case. So there's there's something called skinny fat. So skinny fat is when you look from the outside appearance being very thin, but you actually have a lot of fat accumulation around your organs, which is very dangerous. So it puts a lot of stress on the liver. It puts a lot of stress on the heart. And it's really not a healthy situation. So from the outward appearance, again, they look thin and, you know, to our standards, because they're thin, we assume that they're healthy. But internally, they're actually not. So health has so much more to do with what's going on in the body than just what the physical appearance is. So someone who may actually be very, very thin, they they could have serious digestive problems, chronic migraines or chronic headaches. Uh, maybe they're dealing with autoimmune condition. Uh, maybe they don't sleep very well or they have really bad blood sugar swings or really bad hormonal issues. All of those things are a sign of low health in the body. So it's so much more than just what your weight is, but it's also, again, what is going on in there? What's going on inside of the body? So as you start to go into this year and making your health goals, and if your goal is to lose weight, that's fantastic if that's something that you're wanting to do and wanting to feel better in that area, but don't just kind of focus on that. What are the other things that are going on for you? So maybe you're not sleeping well. Um, Maybe you're really, really stressed out. 
maybe you're, you know, you've got these blood sugar swings where you're up and down all day long and you're crashing at three o'clock and grabbing for that coffee or grabbing for that donut just to keep you going for the rest of the day. Or maybe you get really hangry in the middle of the day because you're, again, your blood sugar is crashing. Or maybe you can't get up in the morning, you're really sluggish and then you're fatigued all day long. So really think into what does health mean for you? Because it is different for everybody. And as you make those goals, and we're going to be talking about goals next week with very so I'm really excited about that. But as you make those goals, get a picture in your mind of what health means for you. I can tell you from experience in working with clients that the ones who have kind of a, I know this sounds a little hokey, so just bear with me, but the ones who have kind of a visual of what they're trying to attain and what they, the where they want to be with their health, they accelerate so much faster in their healing because they're already seeing the end result. So we, we yes, we take those steps along the way and making those changes and helping them with stress and helping them with sleep and all those things, but they always have kind of what we would call that North Star out there. So they know where they're going in all those areas. So I know it sounds strange to kind of visualize what you want to do, but the mind is very, very powerful. And by seeing the place that you want to get to, your result can be so much more accelerated and go so much faster. Hi, Tisha. Yes, I did call you out this morning. <laughs> I'm answering your question from last week. So glad you're you're hopping on today. But so the other question that kind of goes along with that is how do you get healthy? Well, again, it depends on what's going on for you. So we tend to think of getting healthy as just eating a better diet. And of course, that is very, um, a lot of variables there, but, and then also exercise, which of course is very important, but there are so many other aspects to it. So I want to talk about stress for a minute and stress and how you're thinking about things. So I want to do a scenario with you and I want you to kind of pay attention to how you feel as I get through this scenario. So picture you're um, driving to, to work on a Monday morning. You just had the weekend off, spent with maybe family or friends, really re relaxing, feeling good. You're in the car, you're driving to work. As you're driving to work, you're just kind of chilled out, listening to music. Maybe you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. So you're having a good morning. And then you start to remember this kind of a confrontation or maybe a little altercation you had with a coworker the week before. So you start to think about this. And now mind you, this happened a week before, so this is not happening right now, but you start to think about it. As you're thinking about it, you start to stew on it. You start to think, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that. And how dare they say something like this? And as you more you think about it, the more upset you get. And as you're thinking about this, all, you are literally releasing stress chemicals into the body. You are flooding your body with stress. So this is from an event that happened previously, but you're now just thinking about it. So bear with me here. So you're thinking about it, you're getting to work, you're just now you're completely riled up and you're walking in and you're just you're going to let this guy or this gal have it because you're so upset. Why are you so upset? You are so upset because of a thought that you had, not necessarily because of that altercation that happened the week before. And there may be a real good reason for you to be upset about it, but you have literally changed your whole state of being from this relaxing weekend into now being really upset. And again, what happens is you have now completely changed chemically what's going on in your body with all of these stress chemicals. Now, if you're doing this over and over and over again, instead of, you know, like the, the tigers running after you and you have that stress response and like the altercation with the coworker, it ends, it's over, you relax back down, the body chemically also relaxes back down. But if you're constantly putting yourself in this state and thinking about these negative things that are going on in your life, you are going to flood the body with stress chemicals. So what happens when we flood the body constantly, chronically with stress chemicals is that the body begins begins to break down. It's too much. We're not designed to be under that level of stress. And we think about stress being, again, like the altercation with the, um, with the coworker or things coming at you, driving in Houston traffic, things like that as being our stressors. But we can literally create stress in the body just through the way that we're thinking. And I know it sounds really woo-woo and like, well, that doesn't, that's, how does that apply to me? It applies to everybody. I do it myself. I'll think about something that irritated me and then I'm like stewing it and digging 
digging into it and I'm, I'm getting madder and madder and madder. And I'm literally doing this to myself. I am causing myself to feel this unhappy and this stressed out. And I am changing myself again chemically in the body. So when we're really stressed out and chronically stressed out like that and creating that again on our own, by the way that we're thinking, it makes it harder for us to lose weight. It makes it harder for us to go to sleep at night. Um, it makes it harder for us to metabolize food and to break down and digest food because when you're in a stress response, um, that's from the autonomic nervous system, so your sympathetic fight or flight, when we're in that stress response all of the time, it literally shuts down what is kind of considered non-essential systems. So your digestion shuts down and your immune system shuts down because if you're running from a tiger, you don't really need to be digesting food at the moment or fighting off a bacteria. You need to run from the tiger. So you can see if you're chronically stressed out, how that's negatively impacting the body. And it can be really, really serious and really severe. And it stress just by itself and even the, the thoughts, again, that you're having that are creating more stress in the body because we're all surrounded by stressful things. We can't completely run away from them. But we can control how much stress we're having in the body. So if as I was going through that scenario and talking about being mad at the coworker and getting yourself riled up. If you noticed that you were starting to feel that way, just as I was explaining that, because you could probably pull from some past experience or some past memory and connect with that, you may have noticed that your breathing started to become more shallow, that um, your blood, your heartbeat maybe was rising and then maybe your blood pressure was going up and maybe your body was tensing up. All of those things are physical signs that the body is under stress. And again, that has to do with the way you're thinking. So in relating that back to your goals for 2018 and being healthy, where are you creating stress in the body? Are you beating yourself up? Are you feeling every time you eat something that you're technically or, you know, quote unquote, not supposed to? Are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling shame? Are you feeling anger? Are you feeling frustration? Because again, all of those feelings, although they may feel legitimate to you, they are creating more stress chemicals being released into the body. So you're, it's much more difficult for you to reach your goals when you're in that constant state. So what I really want you to get out of that whole scenario is don't be so hard on yourself this year as you make these goals. Make the goals. Find your North Star. Find your why. Start to visualize what it could look like to be healthy. Do you want to have more energy to keep up with your kids? You know, Do you want to go travel more but you just don't feel like you have the energy? You're so tired all the time. Do you not want to wake up with a headache every morning? Do you want to be able to fall asleep at night? What is it that makes up health for you? Because that is where you're trying to get to instead of just kind of the general I want to lose weight and I want to exercise more be more specific the more specific you are the more you can visualize what you're trying to get to the better your outcome in the long run so don't be so hard on yourself create a vision see where it is you're going and understand all of the different steps that it's going to take to get there and if you need to work with someone get an accountability buddy call in your friends whatever it is and be really open and honest about the struggles you're having to get to that point because all, everyone around you will support you and help you out. But you know, you need to know your why and you need to hold yourself accountable. So we're going to come right back here and talk about some meal prep and some replacements for coffee creamer in just a minute. Hang tight. Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl L. LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. This is the Laurie Kopic with Prime Lending, and you're listening to VinylDraftRadio.com. What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative and cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. Kay McCunis's Beautiful Anti-Aging Skincare Studio is your one stop for everything you need to look great now. 
Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call Kay now for your personal consultation, 713-269-5372. Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water, because there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555, or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good. Welcome back to Thrive Life Radio here on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Amy Robison, and I am doing Q&A with you today. So if you are on Facebook Live and you have some questions and want to know, you know, what's going on with your health and maybe I have some tips and tricks for you, please throw it out there. I would love to, you know, give you a, give you a little shout out and see if I can help you on your way this year. So Leon and I were just having a great conversation over the break and talking about, um, you know, the whole hangry thing and, you know, being around someone and I have done this myself where you're not eating and then you start just ripping into everyone around you and being really mad and you're literally taking it out and you're clearing the room because of your hangriness. So, um, there is, there does come a point where instead of continuing that cycle, you need to take a step back and say, what's going on that I keep repeating this same issue. I keep getting mad. I keep getting hangry because it's not a it's not a normal response actually. We shouldn't be in that state constantly every single day. So even for myself, I mean, I'll be like, you know, ripping into my husband about something for absolutely no reason. It's just something really stupid and realize I haven't eaten today. This is my fault that I am upset. So I need to, you know, make a change because it's not his fault that I'm upset because I didn't eat anything. So I need to take some responsibility and make that shift and make that adjustment. So you don't have to stay in that state. Something can be done. Now there may be more to the story. So there's more that's going on in there that needs to be addressed that's contributing to that. So working with someone or just again, having an accountability partner, you know, making a food diary, a food food and mood diary is what I like to use where you're writing down what you're eating um, during the day, but you're also writing down any shifts that you're having in your mood. This can be a really good exercise exercise, especially if you're having that hangry thing come up even more than once a day, writing down the food you're eating and then um, making note of how you're feeling because a lot of times there's a correlation there. Now it could be that you're eating something that you are actually sensitive to and that's creating the problem and it's not a hormone issue. Um, or it could be just that you're not eating enough food, you're under eating, so you're not, you're not having enough energy to sustain yourself throughout the day. Those two things can also be part of the problem. Um, I was gonna wait a little bit to go into blood sugar but I think I'm actually gonna talk about it right now since we're kind of in this vein. So. Um, blood sugar swings can can look like multiple different things. So it can affect how you sleep, so how you are able to go to sleep at night. If you're waking up between that two and four in the morning really, really regularly, that can be a sign that you're, you're having a blood sugar drop at that time at night. Um, it could be that you get brain fog in the afternoon or you feel like you need to go lay down. If you eat a heavier carb meal and you feel like you need to take a nap, or as we like to call it, go into a food coma, um, that can be a sign of this blood sugar being out of balance. Um, if you're really sluggish and fatigued when you get up in the morning, that can also be a, be a sign of a blood sugar imbalance. So there's many different things that you could kind of be looking for. Fatigue, shakiness, sweating, um, again, being hangry, getting really irritable. All of those things can be a sign that there's a blood sugar problem. So one of the first things I like to do when I'm working with someone on blood sugar, because pretty much every single person who comes through my doors has some kind of issue there, whether it's severe or something just very minor. So the first thing we're gonna do, of course, is look at the diet. I'm gonna have them do their food and mood log and say, okay, what are you eating and how are you responding to that throughout the day? So we're gonna get kind of our baseline there first. Then the next thing that I usually like to implement with people is, is a mantra called fat, fiber, and protein. So having fat, fiber, and protein at each of your meals, including snacks, if you need to be doing snacks right now, some people with real severe blood sugar issues do have to eat every few hours um, until we get that, until the body can correct itself. 
Um, but having fat, fiber, and protein at each of your meals and snacks, what that does is it helps to stabilize the blood sugar through the day much better. Again, there could be other things contributing to this that need to be addressed, but from just the foundational, backing it up, starting with the basics, this is something anybody can do. You could go and implement this yourself this very day, tomorrow, next week after you do your food and mood log and see where you're at. So carbohydrates get digested and absorbed really, really quickly into the bloodstream. So that glucose, that really quick energy gets absorbed really, really rapidly. Protein is next as far as the, the um, how fast it gets broken down and then um, absorbed, and then fat is last. So you can see that by having all three in a meal, if you're having a carbohydrate, having at least a fat or a fiber with it or a protein with it is going to just slow down the release of the glucose from the carbohydrate into the bloodstream. Again, what we're trying to accomplish is just keeping that blood sugar level much more even to where you're not hungry all day long. Like Tisha was saying, like the incredible Hulk of just being starving and want to eat all the things constantly. So if you're feeling <laughs> that you need to eat all of the things all day long and constantly, that's just a sign that the blood sugar is out of balance. So by incorporating, again, the fat, fiber, and protein at the meals, um, that can really help to regulate the blood sugar and begin to take care of that problem. Some people respond really rapidly. A week later, they'll tell me, oh my gosh, I am just not hungry all the time. I'm usually just starving at each meal. Some people, it takes a little bit longer, again, because it depends on the person and depends on what's going on. But that mantra can be so fabulous for people because number one, it starts them paying attention to what they're eating. A lot of times we're on autopilot. We're just eating the same things over and over again. And again, you know, you're, you're, you go back into those um, habits of what you eat and, and, and the autopilot thing is really kind of a big deal because you don't want to just be eating on autopilot all the time. And especially if the habits are not serving you. So get some new habits and kind of allow those to be on autopilot a little bit, but always be tuning into how the body's feeling and what's going on throughout the day. It doesn't mean being obsessed about it, but it does mean paying attention. And again, going back to that responsibility factor of being responsible for the choices that you are making, uh, you know, unless you're Doug and, and Leon brought him tacos this morning. <laughs> and so it's his fault now. It's Leon's fault that Doug isn't healthy because he brought him tacos. <laughs> so if someone brings you tacos, well, obviously you're probably going to eat the tacos. Breakfast tacos, you know, kind of reign supreme around here. So that's perfectly okay. <laughs> but at this, but you know, make sure that you're paying attention and tuning in and seeing how you're feeling. And if you're feeling really sluggish, if you're feeling, you know, irritable and you're lashing out at people, you know, take a deep breath and calm down and then keep a log for a couple days and see if you can kind of pinpoint what's going on. But if you even just bring in again, the fat fiber and protein at your meals um, and your snacks, it is going to make a difference. It is going to help. So that's something that you can easily do right off the bat that I love to bring in for people. Um, Lisa had a great question about low glycemic foods. Um, so, oh, Doug said, I, I said no, and he made me. <laughs> Leon is force feeding tacos. <laughs> I did not do this. No, no, I, no I, I don't take that. You're not, okay. All right. You're not accepting that. <laughs> I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> so low glycemic foods. Um, this is a really great question. Um, the low glycemic food, of course, basically means that it's lower on the glycemic index, which means that the glucose content and the, the rate that it goes into the bloodstream, we want that to be on the lower side. So I'm not going to go into the whole list. That's something that you can easily look up online yourself because it, you'd get really bored if I sat here and made a list for you. But really simply, if you're looking at fruit, um, berries are the best. They're on the they're lowest on the glycemic index. And so again, they're not going to have such a rapid release into the body. And also consider that when you're eating fruit, a lot of times we kind of start to demonize fruit when we're talking about re reducing sugar, but you also have fiber and you have antioxidants and you have phytonutrients. So there's other wonderful things. And that fiber in the fruit also helps to slow down the release of glucose into the body. So you're not necessarily going to get a big upswing in glucose and get that sugar rush from eating a handful of berries like you would maybe eating a candy bar. Two totally different things. So the glycemic index can be a really good way of just monitoring how much glucose is in the body, especially if you're dealing with diabetes, pre-diabetic, and of course, having a lot of blood sugar issues throughout the day. That's something that you can, um, that you can look at. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at Amber's, Amber's response. <laughs> 
<laughs> that Doug has diabetes, so I better watch out. <laughs> Amber, you're awesome. I love that. <laughs> so Lisa also had a, another really good question about meal prepping. So this kind of goes along with what I've been discussing here with blood sugar and um, kind of monitoring what you're eating and doing the food log and the fat fiber and protein. So meal prepping. Um, now this doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're doing like five or six hours every Sunday and you're taking, you know, a pretty good amount of time during that day to cook a bunch of food for the week. This could even just mean, you know, a, a couple dinners a week, maybe on Monday and Wednesday, you're going to go ahead and make a double batch that night um, so that you have lunches for the next couple of days, or maybe you have dinner the next night, but it does take some planning. So you do kind of need to look at your week and say what's going on this week and where do I maybe need to do a little extra meal prep? I need to make go ahead and make a couple of things. You don't necessarily have to prep for the entire week unless that's something that really resonates with you and will be very helpful for you, then by all means do it. I'm gonna tell you that I sometimes do that, but a lot of times what I end up doing is just doubling up a batch of something so that we can have some lunches and maybe an extra dinner during the week. That just seems to work better for me um, and frees up some of my time on the weekends. But for some people, the weekend prep is really, really awesome and very, very helpful. So that's something else that you can do um, just to kind of help you. But again, it's about some personal responsibility. So one of the big questions that always, or the big excuses, I should say, that always comes up is that I don't have time. Um, there's always time. It's just how you prioritize it. And again, I'm guilty of doing this too, of thinking that I don't have time. And then I, when I really think about it and I think about where I'm spending my time for the week, I can always find one to two hours where I was really just kind of doing nothing, where I could have been a little bit more proactive and implemented you know some of these changes doing some meal prep making some food ahead of time again I, I'm, I'm trying to even myself that's why I'm kind of telling you so you can kind of hold me accountable I'm telling myself like I need to take responsibility for that it's my responsibility and my job to prioritize my time um, to make those changes and to get some of those those good habits in place nobody else can do that for me nobody else can make me do that it's not anyone else's responsibility it really is mine and there's always time to do it. You just need to reevaluate. Um, something, a really good tool that I've used with some clients when they tell me that they really don't have time and they really feel very strongly about this. So we need to kind of then analyze what's going on and see if we can find some time for them. So what you could do is basically over a day or two, write down everything that you're doing all day long. And I mean everything that you're doing all day long. And when you do that, and then you have to look at it, you can really start to analyze where you're spending your time. And is this more important than me making a couple of meals? And the answer might be yes, it is more important. So then look at some other options. Is there another option? Or maybe you need to you know, hire someone to bring some meals in, or you need to pick up some meals to go. There's some great places around here. Um, Snap Kitchen, Jeanette with Partners in Paleo, Art of the meal, um, lots of online companies that do this now, prepared or food that you have to cook. So there are options for you. So I know that feels like an over, time feels like an overwhelming thing, but at the same time, you have the time to do it. You just need to see where, um, where that time is and just start to reprioritize your health because your health is your responsibility and you can make it happen. So we're going to come back here in just a few more minutes and talk about um, beware of quick fixes. So join me in a minute. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Oh, for God's sake. Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Clear Lake Today. Look, when I'm looking to find a business, a service, or a place to eat in the Clear Lake and Bay Area, first place I look, clearlaketoday.com. All the info I need can be found easily on clearlaketoday.com. If you're looking to find a business, you need to check clearlaketoday.com first. If you own a business in the Clear Lake area, you need to make sure your business information is on clearlaketoday.com. To make sure your business needs News, coupons, videos, and more can be found on clearlaketoday.com. Contact Doug Meisinger by emailing Doug at clearlaketoday.com. Hi, this is Bertrand McHenry, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. 
There may not be such a thing as a time machine, but at iCryo, their machines can help you feel better, look better, and may even help you feel younger. See what everyone is raving about and how cryotherapy may be right for you. Five locations to serve you. Call Kyle today at 832-474-3653 and find out what iCryo can do for you. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Final Draft Radio and beards make everything better. You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative and cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. Kay McCunis' Beautiful Anti-Aging Skincare Studio is your one-stop for everything you need to look great now. Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call Kay now for your personal consultation, 713-269-5372. Radio. I'm your host, Amy Robison, here on Vinyl Draft Radio, and we are having a great time this morning doing a Friday Q&A and talking about all kinds of great stuff. So we've kind of hit on what does health mean? Um, what is being skinny, but eating everything, you know, eating all the things that mean that you're healthy on the inside. So we talked a little bit about that. What does health mean to you? How stress and your thoughts affect the body? And, you know, what does it mean to get healthy? So we really kind of dove into that in the first segment. So if you're really, if you're making some changes this year and um, you're not really sure where to go, dive back into that first section because we hit on a lot of things about what health really means and how to kind of find your North Star, your why. Why are you trying to get healthy and using that in order to you know move forward in your health. We also talked about um, blood sugar spikes and swings and what that means and what that could look like and how to start making some changes right now. So I gave you some ideas of what you can do right now. Um, we talked a little bit about um, how to meal prep some different things you can do there to just kind of reduce the stress around food. And so I gave you some options of, you know, meal prep during the week, but also meal prep on the weekends. And then um, a few companies that do that in the area, if you're just not able to do that for yourself. And then also kind of re-examining re your time. You know, one of, again, what I was kind of saying is an excuse I get a lot, and I do this for myself too, is that I don't have time or the client doesn't have the time. So a great thing that you can do is write down everything you do all day long and take a look at it and see you know where you do have some extra time or maybe where you can adjust some things and create some time for yourself. So time is relative. We all have the same 24 hours. And again, it's our responsibility to make those healthy changes. So it's also our responsibility to find the time to do them or to hire someone or to bring in some resources. So a lot of what I'm talking about today is our own personal responsibility in making health changes and that we're, we really care, care the most about our health. So we need to kind of jump off of autopilot and start really taking charge and taking control. And so I've talked a little bit about what that means. Um, so I wanted to talk uh, about beware of the quick fix. So we were having this great conversation last night um, about things that come up, supplements that might come up, um, or you know, the quick fix diet changes, um, things that are supposed to just be the quick fix and you're not gonna have to make any other changes, you don't need to exercise, you don't need to change your diet, and that it's gonna make you super healthy. So this is really, really 
um, what's the word? You, it's really tempting to do these type of things because we live in a society where everything is fast. We want everything right now. We want all the changes right now. And unfortunately, when it comes to health changes, especially if you have a lot of things going on, it takes time to get those changes accomplished. It takes time for the body to adjust. And sometimes if you do something too rapidly or incorporate something that's supposed to kind of force your body into a new state, it can be so stressful on the body that can actually have detrimental effects. Um, so again, going back to the stress that you're creating in the body by making those changes. Change is stressful just inherently and the body doesn't like to change. So we need to be very cognizant and very aware of how your body likes to make changes. Does it do well a little bit faster so we can make maybe make some diet swaps really quickly? Or do you need to do it over a period of a few weeks so that you're not feeling super exhausted or getting lots of headaches and things like that? But being beware of the quick fix because there really is no quick fix. Um, depending on what's going on for you. Now, kind of a quick fix, I guess, could be if we identified a food sensitivity and we removed that food and then the body will adjust. Well, you could be seeing adjustments in the body over a period of a couple of months and not just necessarily immediately. Some people do see immediate changes, but some people it's over the next few months. So I guess in essence, it's kind of a quick fix because you're removing one food, but to get to the point of identifying that is not necessarily super fast. It does take a little bit of time to identify that problem and then remove the food and then kind of walk through the process of seeing what's happening for you and how you're feeling. So. I think it's really important that if if you're you know approached with a product and there's lots of wonderful products out there so I'm not trying to product bash I use products in my own practice but if someone approaches you with a product and basically says it's going to cure all that's usually not the case other things also need to be implemented it can be a wonderful tool in the process of your healing and your health but it most likely is not going to fix all of the problems that you have so use it in conjunction with some of the other changes again looking at your stress levels, you know, getting to sleep better, looking at your diet, even looking at your community and your relationships. You know, do you have people that you're budding health with all the heads with all the time? Well, maybe you need to reevaluate that relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean walking away from it, but maybe a change in how you're responding um, to that person and how you're responding to that situation. Also with stress, how are you responding to stress? We can't just remove every single stressor from our lives. That's not possible. You know, we all have families and we, and if you live here in Houston, you have to drive in traffic and we have jobs and you know, we have multiple things going on, you know, externally. So it's not so much about removing stressors from your life as it is about how you're responding to the stressor. Again, at the beginning I talked about, you know, if you, you conjure up a situation in your mind that maybe happened a week or maybe even, years ago, something that really upset you. And you can make yourself really upset just by starting to think about that. So you can either go down the path of making yourself upset and really stewing over it and getting just madder and madder and madder. I've done this to myself. So I completely understand. And if you have had this situation, you completely understand as well, where you just make yourself madder just by thinking about it. Well, you're sending off a cascade of chemical changes in the body when you do that. So you have the choice to stew and get mad about it or to re-examine how you're responding to it. Now, it may be that you need to address some situation um, in order to really just kind of put some closure to it. Or it may be that you just need to, you know, just begin the process of healing from a situation or walking away from it um, and getting past it. And that's not something that necessarily happens overnight. But again, going back to personal responsibility, we are responsible for how we respond to people. So instead of reacting to a situation or reacting to those thoughts that you're conjuring up in your head of this annoying coworker that you maybe had, you want to be able to respond. So instead of your emotions being in charge of you, you want to be in charge of your emotions. And if you're not, that doesn't mean that you're crazy. Um, it could just mean that there's some imbalances in the body that are going on um, that is actually contributing to how you're reacting. And so by looking at those things and identifying them start to improve the health of the body, you can actually improve your response to stressors. I know it's a very interesting thing, but your thoughts are extremely powerful and they can either benefit you or they can harm you. And again, because they're your own thoughts, they're your own responsibility. And it doesn't mean that bad or annoying thoughts are not going to come into your head because they are. So again, it's more about how you are responding to it. So we want to respond instead of react. And then we want to be able to calm ourselves down as quickly as we can from those stressful events. Because again, 
The body is designed to respond to a stressor quickly, like running from the tiger, and then the body come back to balance and to that homeostasis and be calm back down again. When we are constantly almost have that, especially if you've got like a kind of the negative Nelly syndrome going on, so where you're constantly in negative thought patterns, you're basically in that running from the tiger, kind of behind the scenes all the time. It's always running. And so what that does is increase the stress response in the body again, which can contribute to a lot of disease in the body. So that could be, again, autoimmune, the digestive system not working, the immune system not working very well, uh, maybe headaches all the time, your blood sugar being all over the place. It has a really detrimental effect. So one of the things that people ask me um, all the time are, you know, what are kind of maybe the top five things that you work with people when they come into practice? So the number one thing that I work with is stress. And I know that sounds really strange for a nutritionist, but it's such a big deal because again, if you're really stressed out, um, your digestion is shutting down. So I can get you on the cleanest, the, the best diet for your body, whatever that might be. I can get you, you know, we can get the, get those changes made, but if if your stress level is still really high and we're not addressing that, then those changes are only going to go so far. So we have to address the stress first. Then the second thing we're going to address is the nutritional status, the diet. What's going on? What foods are working for you? What aren't working for you? And how can we make some adjustments? Do we need to make rapid adjustments? Do we need to go more towards a healing diet. So if there's a lot of things going on in the body, we may need to do a more of a healing diet. Um, or are we good to just kind of make some simple changes and kind of you know go with the status quo? Um, the next thing we look at is sleep. I know sleep, sleep does come before exercise for me. So how you're sleeping also affects how you're feeling through the day. It affects uh, how your hormones function. It affects how your brain functions. So if you have a lot of brain fog or brain fatigue during the day and you're not sleeping well at night, there's more, like, more than likely a direct correlation and I'm sure you're aware of it. But also not sleeping does affect your blood sugar levels throughout the day. So if you're being the, um, the Hulk and being getting your hangry on, and wanting to eat all of the things. If you're not sleeping well, that can actually be contributing to it. If you're having other issues, if you've got autoimmune and your autoimmune is flaring, or if you deal with chronic fatigue, of course, not sleeping at night is a big deal. And so we work on sleep rituals. When do you go to sleep? When do you wake up? How do you get ready for bed? You know, how much screen time do you have before you go to sleep at night? Are you are you watch are you you know on your phone or computer or TV right up to the point you're going to bed? So we look at a lot of different aspects that could be contributing to issues with sleep. Um, what you're eating at night, you know, how close to bed you're eating, and what is it that you're eating if you're eating before you go to bed for all of the for those of you who love your nightcap and having a glass of wine before you go to bed but then you're waking up at two or three in the morning pretty much every night that's because your blood sugar is crashing so for some people having that glass of wine at night is actually detrimental to their sleep and could be the catalyst for the other problems that they're having throughout the day so you can see where it's kind of a complex web of digging down and figuring out what's going on for you and where you're at and what we need to kind of address um, so it's not just kind of a one-size-fits-all approach. We really do have to look at your story and what you have going on to help you make those changes. So I've got just a few seconds here before the break. When I come back, we'll talk a little bit about exercise and community before we head out for the day. I can't believe it's almost over. I'll be back with you in a few seconds. Hi, this is Kelly Williams, and you're listening to Vinyl Drive okay. Radio. Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Copy. Oh, for God's sake. What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. 
I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. Hey, this is Bryn Carden, Miss Kima Teen USA 2017, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. There's no one else like you. You are individually designed, so shouldn't your nutrition be designed just for you? Learn how to customize your life with ID Life. Go to myidlifetoday.com and find out how to live the life you want now. Myidlifetoday.com. to Thrive Live Radio here on Vinyl Draft Radio. I am your host, Amy Robison, and we have been doing Friday Q&A. So if you're just joining me, I want to give you a little bit of a rundown of what we've talked about today so you can hop back on to the video or after the fact, or you could go to SoundCloud um, and listen to us, or we're also on TuneIn. So there's multiple ways to listen to the show today. So we talked about um, whether just being thin means that you're healthy. That's a, that's a, that was a a really good conversation so whether that means that you're healthy um, what does health mean to you what is it that you're trying to accomplish and actually you know creating almost kind of like a vision I know it sounds hokey for some people but if you can kind of visualize where you want to be with your health so some of the things I touched on is not just the weight loss and that might be an aspect of it but you know do you want to have more energy during the day do you want to spend more time with your kids do you not want to fly off the handle you know at, at your family do you not want to wake up with the headache every morning? Um, Are you having a whole bunch of issues with your digestion and you want those to get better? So there's multiple different aspects to health that you want to take into consideration as opposed to just the weight loss. Because the weight loss, yes, it can help with some of those things, but it may not help with some of those things because there might be more things going on. So get a picture of what your most vibrant, thriving health looks like. What would it mean to be that healthy because we a lot of times we have things going on and we're not really feeling well but it's like oh this is just the way i am or this is just normal because well everybody has heartburn so that's just normal or you know everybody has headaches so that's just normal and those things actually aren't normal there's something going on that's contributing to those things happening so just take some time over this next week, or if you're if you're working on your goals and your resolutions and you're wanting to be healthy we're going to talk about goals next week um start to kind of figure out what does health really look like? And if you were at the ultimate health point in your life, what does that look like? What does it feel like? Are you really energetic? Can you be really focused? You know, do you, are you able to get through the day without being tired or being hangry? Or, you know, are you able to keep up with your kids and not feel like you just need to collapse and take a nap? Although sometimes you might still feel like you need to collapse and take a nap when you have kiddos running around. So try to really visualize what it means to be really healthy. And it's okay to shoot for that. I mean, a a lot of times it's very interesting to me how um, sometimes we feel like we don't deserve that level of health and there's multiple reasons that we could feel that way and I'm not going to dive into that because I'm not a therapist but a lot of times people do feel like they almost don't deserve that level of health or or that that level of health is not attainable for them because they've always maybe not felt well and I can tell you from having health problems my entire life literally, literally since infancy um, I know what it means to feel that way um, I had a health um, issue these past two years um, literally just a little over two years ago and I'm still recovering but I'm at like 95% now which is fabulous where I had a condition called vestibular neuritis Um, so this essentially is a virus that's already in my body like Epstein-Barr something like that attacks the nerve of the inner ear um, and it damages it so it's almost kind of like getting a cold sore on the nerve of the inner ear and what it causes is extreme vertigo so when it first happened I was actually um, was just like on the floor and not able to walk at all and I was throwing up I was supposed to be teaching a yoga class and thankfully my wonderful friend took over the class and so my husband had to take me to the emergency room because I couldn't walk and I was just vomiting profusely every movement made me throw up again until there was literally nothing left to throw up so I was diagnosed with a vestibular neuritis 
And so it causes chronic vertigo. So this isn't just like, you know, the little you stand up and you get a little dizzy. So when you do that and you feel that, that was chronic for me for the last two years. So constantly every movement of my head was feeling dizziness. So going through such an extreme thing, I very much relate to those of you out there who are dealing with chronic conditions and feeling like, I cannot get there. I cannot get better. And, you know, it was my responsibility to get to that point. So I did physical therapy and I had a lot of days laying on the couch feeling really sorry for myself and feeling like there's no way I can get better from this because it was, it really did take a long time. It's been two years. So, but it's the persistence. And then I started to instead of always looking for the outward thing. So what's the next supplement I can take? Um, what's the next you know, thing I need to do? What do I need to incorporate next? What do I need to change in my diet? I was doing those things and that was all fine and well, but I needed to start picturing, okay, what does it feel like to be healthy and not to feel this way? And you know, what do I need to do in order to get that? But also just really focusing on, okay, what would it feel like to have that energy back? Because I had chronic fatigue, so I was I was um, sleeping or laying on the couch a lot, and I actually couldn't drive for about six to seven months. Um, so I was until I started making the change in my mind and the, again, those thought patterns of what that looked like, the healing did not accelerate for me. It, it continued to take a long time because again, I wasn't really taking that personal responsibility. I was looking for things outside of myself to make that happen. And what I really needed to do was start saying, okay, body, I know that you can heal. What do you need? And started picturing that level of health that I knew was attainable because I'd been super healthy before. I knew what it felt like. So, I grabbed onto that, you know, maybe year of time where I felt really, really good out of the last 40 years of my life. And I said, okay, I know what this feels like. So I am going to keep focused on that. And I can tell you over the last couple of months compared to the last two years that how I feel, and of course, incorporating the other things, what I was eating, making sure I got enough sleep, you know, monitoring my stress levels and things like that, that the healing process has accelerated rapidly over the last two months to the point where now, I have very little movement when I turn my head as far as vertigo goes. And that's a really big deal. So I know that it's available and attainable for you. So if you're feeling like you can't attain a higher level of health or if you're feeling like um, you don't deserve that, really kind of think into that a little bit because I'm just going to tell you, I don't know all of you listening out there, but I know that the body can be healthy. So I know that level of health is attainable for you. And you might need an accountability buddy. You might need some support. Um, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to some of the other practitioners in the area. If there's something going on for you and you just don't know how to get over the hump and you need some help and guidance, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for guidance. That was a really hard lesson for me to learn while I was sick because I'm a fiercely independent person person. It was very difficult for me to have to reach out and ask someone for a ride to the grocery store or a ride to the store to get something because I was not able to drive. It was very difficult for me. My husband really had to push me to make phone calls for help. But having someone help and walk you through the process can really just help you identify what's going on. Identify those feelings, again, of not feeling like you can attain health, not feeling like you can deserve it, and start working through that can accelerate the healing process because the health for the body is available for any, each and every one of you. It's just going to take different paths. It's going to take different lengths of time, but it is out there and it is available. So if you're looking for some extra help this year, I am taking new clients. My website is mylifedelicious.com. You can reach out to me on Facebook. I would love to partner with you in walking you through your health journey um, because I've been there and I know what it feels like. And I know what it feels like to maybe be frustrated and not to have hope and feel like that you just, you can't get there. You can't get over this hump. So if you're wanting some help, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. If it's something I feel like is beyond my scope of practice, I have a wonderful network of other practitioners who I can refer you to. And I'm happy to do that because again, the point for me is not to be right, but it's to assist you in your healing. Cause I believe that the body can heal itself if it's given the right environment. So what I can do is either help you with that journey myself, or I can walk you to another person who is very capable of helping you walk on your journey together and getting you to feel better. So I hope I've answered some great questions for you today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I love my Friday Q&A. Have a great week. I'll be back with Veronique Eberhardt next week talking about goals and goal trauma. So tune in. Thanks, everyone. 
Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl L. LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. Wear something nice.